Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your co-host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. How's it going, Ben? Going well. How come I never say co-host? Why am I all like, I'm the host of this show? We're like, both hosts. We are, but I always say I'm the host, so shouldn't I say I'm the co-host? <laughs> I guess we, we, we are both We've been doing this. We, we, we just start, celebrated our seventh anniversary of doing this podcast, and uh, I've just thought of it today here. Wouldn't it be nice to be the co-host? <laughs> I mean, I've always considered us the co-host, but I right. announce it as I'm the host of this show. And everybody's like, you know, Ben does this, and sometimes he has Brian on it. No. <laughs> well, you know, I'm very quiet sometimes, so I, oh, yeah, no, it's no, no, We're a good team. Seven uh, years, though. Can you believe it? I know. We were just talking the other day. It's like, how many years has it been? Yeah, I texted you about this, and I was like, is it seven or six? And I mean, we lost a few years with with the pandemic. It's like you feel like you're missing time or something here. Yes. A big chunk of uh, reality has escaped us. You know who just uh, texted me uh, yesterday, I think it was, or just the day before, uh, uh, Scott Ryan. He's like, you know, he, he missed our, our podcast. He says, you haven't done any in a while. And uh, I guess that, that motivates us to do a show today. Especially for Scott Ryan. Just for Scott Ryan. If you're listening, Scott, this one's for you. No, but I mean, it's just life sometimes. Uh, you know, we just, you know, we, we've had thoughts and things we've wanted to do, and it just didn't happen. And, you know, here we are now in June. Now in June, and at the end of today's show, we are going to talk about our upcoming shows. So stay tuned. Yeah. So, so even though we're, <laughs> we just do these specials and we're not regularly, we're not weekly anymore, we still got plans for future shows. Right, and it seems like we're gonna we're gonna try to stick with one a month at least. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and we figured we have to put something out for June because it is our seventh uh, anniversary. Um, we want to make sure everybody knows that we're still alive. Uh, don't cancel us out of your uh, podcast feed. Uh, <laughs> still stay subscribed. We have plenty of surprises coming up, and we have news. Like in the link in the uh, Twin Peaks universe, in the Lynch universe, we have news to talk about today. We figured, well, it's a great day to catch up, see how we're doing, how the audience is doing, and what's going on in the wonderful world of Lynch. And I guess we start with sad news. I mean, really, since we last been on, there's been a, a couple of sad news. We've had some deaths right. related to Twin Peaks. Yes. Julie Cruz and Kenneth Walsh both passed away. Uh, Kenneth passed away in the beginning of May. And he was the age, I think he was uh, 80, which, man, I did not know he was 80 years old. The time we you had him on, 
uh, a couple times now. We've had him on the show for well, he's done, yeah. He's done a bunch of things for us, right? Yeah. I mean, like so he, we we've interviewed him during the um during this pandemic. Um, I reached out to him. And I was like, hey, you know, we do these uh cast party get-togethers on Fridays where we watch Twin Peaks. Could you do a shout out? Could you do like a little intro to the sh to the show? And he did. Hey there, Ben, and all you Twin Peaks fans. This is uh, Ken Welsh, aka Wyndham Earl, sitting on my back deck. Just enjoying this uh, environment I have here, the trees, the birds, and my swimming pool over there just waiting for me. Hope you have a great time watching the show. And uh, wherever you are, please wear a mask, keep social distancing, and be safe at all times, please. God bless all of you, and enjoy the watching of Twin Peaks. Yeah! Yeah, it was that was really nice. He just did a shout out to say hi to the fans and say wear a mask. That was fun too. But hear him yeah. say that and stuff. And then we had a uh, we did the we did like a new version of the Twelve Days of Twin Peaks Christmas. He did that. He did like a singing part or he did a little part of that, which was so funny. On the twelfth day of Christmas, Lord Palmer sent to me twelve rainbow trout. And Miss Twin Peaks in a stolen truck. Twelve rainbow trout, eleven. And the big one, the thing I was most excited about, I mean, this was a year ago, that when it was the 30th anniversary of the last episode of uh, season two, which I called 20, episode 29, he returned as Wyndham Earl, and he did, he, he read from the script all these, these scenes that uh, were cut. I don't even know if he actually shot them or what happened, or if they probably revised when Lynch was directing. But the, it's like an alternate version of Wyndham Earl, which I mean, so good to hear his voice. And he still saw, he still had the passion he had 30 years ago as Wyndham Earl. I mean, it was just, I mean, that was to me was like a dream come true to hear him back as Wyndham Earl. Pete Martell's pickup is stopped on the side of the road. Wyndham Earl behind the wheel studies a map of the forest. Next to him is Annie Blackburn. Glastonbury Grove. Should be right up that path. Wyndham Earl checks his watch. Plenty of time. He watches Annie come to from the chloroform. Hello, sleepyhead. Wyndham stares at Annie. Makes a face. Boo! <laughs> Who? Think of me as cancer. Or a heinous virus. Something you can die from. Horribly. I am about to cow you for your own mortification. Wyndham Earl. Annie turns away. Earl reaches over, pulls her hand from her pocket. A rosary is in her hand. Oh, man, what a cheater. Sister Mary Holywater crams for finals. Oh. Wyndham grabs the rosary and tosses it out of the window, slides closer to her. Hey, you want to know something? Cooper's birthday is April 19th, 1956. That means his moon is in Aries, get it? This is lost on Annie. Earl goes into a rage. You don't get it, do you, you pathetic little professional shut-in? Uh, on the other hand, I have just spent two weeks in a cabin with a smelly head of cabbage. Wyndham grabs her. Has anyone ever told you you look a lot better than Leo Johnson? Smell better, too. If you're going to kill me, why don't you get it over with? Oh, we have much bigger plans than that, my pretty. Earl reaches below his seat, takes out the Miss Twin Peaks crown and places it on her head. He kisses her passionately. She struggles. Earl laughs. I tell you, doll, 
If I was 10 years younger and could find the heater in this truck, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Having some fun now. Wyndham opens the truck door. Won't you join me for a gamble in the grove? He drags Annie out of the truck and into the woods. Truman's cruiser skids to a stop behind Pete's pickup. Cooper runs to the truck, feels the hood. Still hot. They're close. Truman speaks into his radio. Andy, we found the truck. Get the patrol up here. I want the search centered from where we are now. Truman speaks to Cooper. There's a shortcut to the grove up through here. Cooper checks his watch. Still got time, Coop. To fear the worst often causes the worst. He's going to terrify her, Harry. He did it to me. It's what he did to Carolyn. Face to face with all that's intolerable. All that is evil. He can't terrify anybody with a bullet between his eyes. It's this way. I'm right with you, Harry. Earl and Annie enter the circle of twelve trees. Then Earl circles her, stalking. What are we doing here? A momentary pause in limbo, dear. Please be patient. Pity young Dale will miss all the fun. <laughs> I always felt we were sort of lodge brothers. He'll find you. He'll come for me. Do you see him anywhere? Huh? Huh? Annie seems very calm, closes her eyes, whispers prayers to herself. Prayers? What a revolting development. Earl checks his watch, frustrated. She's not scaring. Truman and Cooper move quickly along a path. Harry, all my skills, intuitions and dreams have led me to the threshold of what is completely unknown. Led me in a direction I never could really see. In spite of Earl's prideful insanity, in spite of my best reasoning, only one truth is clear. Whatever is, is right. I'll take it from here, Harry. Alone. Cover me. This is how it's supposed to be. Truman stops, realizes the truth of what he's saying. Go, go. Cooper races ahead. Earl and Annie in the dark grove. You and I have an appointment at the end of the world. Doot, doot, but <laughs> This is where it ends and the fun begins. Get ready for first-class despondency and madness. The bewitching hour looms brightly. <laughs> Annie's frozen, glaring at him. If only young Dale had lived to see it. He's not dead. Oh, Cooper's dead all right. Gone and soon forgotten. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Oh, didn't I mention it? I meticulously splattered his brains across the back of the roadhouse just before we left. Poor studious little Dale never saw it coming. Not even time for one of his pithy observations, you see. He was too busy looking after you. Left himself wide open. No. No. Same thing happened the last time when he fell in love with my wife. Wyndham pulls out a knife. I took the boy right to the edge that time. Opened him up like a zipper. Six months to put back all the pieces. Annie starts to cry, terror setting in. Caroline, the unfaithful whore. She died quickly. Much better than she deserved. Don't be so prissy. There's nothing serious in mortality. Renown and grace come afterward. In fact, they come right here. Here in this place. The nectar of life will be drawn. Wyndham moves towards her. Annie screams, terrified. <gasps> Behind her, the doorway to the lodge begins to open, a hole in space. Earl is crazed with joy, a benediction. I tell you, they have not died. Their hands clasp yours and mine. Annie turns and seems to be trying to run away, getting nowhere. A kindly, smiling Mother Superior nun seems to welcome her. 
Annie moves towards her, sobbing. <laughs> the nun turns into Earl, who grabs her by the wrists and pulls her towards the gaping hole, just as Cooper runs into the grove. Wyndham, not dressed in costume, pulls Annie through the hole. Cooper runs to Earl, grabs his leg, but it slips away and disappears into the hole. Truman rushes into the grove, too late, only to see Cooper disappear into the hole, and it closes up after him. No. God, no. I mean, he had energy. He had, like, I thought he was, like, in his 60s. Like, he just seemed uh, like, he had, or 50s, you know, he's a very young soul. He's very, yeah. a lot of energy. He was very funny, very witty. Um, and the fact that he did all those things for us in the community what is really special. Yeah, so, yeah. And Julie Cruz, ah, uh, she was something. I mean, like, I know we, we never got her on the show and we, I mean, I had, a, we had conversations and stuff and, and yeah. she was just a sweet woman and yeah, to her, her voice and how it was really a part that, that voice was so much part of Twin Peaks. I mean, you know, especially for the, the original series, but then to have her back in season three too, to have her on the stage singing again, it's like, oh. Uh, I mean, it's sad. It's sad. And I, I think about there was a festival a few years ago where she came back and sang for, for fans, too. And I think that must have been so special for the people that could have gone there. I want to say it was the maybe uh, maybe it was 2016 or something, I want to say. I'm not sure. But it was great that she was able to go meet with the fans and sing for them. And I didn't realize she lived in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I didn't know that either. So she's not that far from where we live, really. No. I mean, yeah, uh, pretty crazy. Um, and yeah, it's such devastating news. I don't think, you know, obviously people in our inner circle know what's going on with her. We didn't. So to no. us, it was a big shock. And the love came out on social media that day. And it's still coming out as we're recording this. People are still writing stuff about her. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a testament to her artistic talent and just everything about her will always be remembered and she will always be the voice that singing voice of twin peaks you know forever i haven't talked to you this about this yet brian but i i see a lot of people watching industrial cynthia number one and they're commenting you know we actually put it on our youtube channel years ago i mean yes. years ago I, mean, I think it was you brian that put it just made it available because it's a very hard uh david lynch work to find and you're getting a lot of comments about julie cruz related to that because she did do she sang stuff from twin peaks and or from her uh pre uh, into the night album there in industrial symphony number one she sang in that so i think it, i think people are 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 remembering her in their own ways and one way is just they're they're going to our youtube channel and checking out industrial safety number one so that was kind of cool I wish they would release that in like in you know an hd version or something like that because that's it's kind of a wild performance art piece yeah, and it's so hard to find. And it has bits and pieces of Lynch's work that he will yes. he will come back to later on. And in the beginning, it has a appearance by Laura Dern and Nicolas Cage. Right. They seem to be, be their wild at heart characters, but they're not. I think they're, right. at least that's not how the credits are. I forgot what, if it's like Lover Number 1 and 2 or something like A Broken Heart. Or, I can't yeah. remember, but... But right, you have that, and then you have the little man from another place, almost in the red outfit. Uh, you know, Michael J. Anderson there. Just, it's like you almost feel like could that be the little man? I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah so I mean, it's, it's good. Everybody's doing their own 
way of remembering her. And I think some people are going back to some of her performances and watching it. And yeah, she was very angelic. And I think, you know, it's funny, we listen to that music and I think, I remember reading something where that wasn't her natural voice to, you know, to, to sing like that. And I think that was a whole different way of, like, that's not how she, like, if you listen to her other albums, that's not how she sounds really. I mean, hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I know Scott Ryan's a huge fan. If I'm not mistaken, he did do an interview with her on the Red Room podcast. Yeah. Um, highly recommend seeking that out. If you check our show notes, I might put a link in there for people who want to listen to her interviewed by Scott Ryan. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You do that. Yeah. And I, it was nice to Scott. He, I mean, we didn't, we, we never got to interview her, though we had a couple of options where we, we thought we were going to get to interview her. And Scott was kind enough to let us use a, a little uh, excerpt of the interview he did with her in our book and stuff. So, so that was kind of nice to be able to share that a little bit. But yeah, yeah that's the place to go to listen to the whole interview with, on the, from the Red Room yeah. podcast. deviate from the sad news into a little bit more interesting news i know a video game just dropped this friday i think ben you've played it already i have not yeah it's um, funny we talked about it i i thought this was going to be a uh i thought this might be a halloween game i would play like i was like oh wait a few months and then i had to share it with my my wife it's like you know there's this uh video game called the quarry and it's just the kind of games that we like to play together and it is it's made for you could play it by yourself but it's made for like um handing control over to another person and playing it together and so mm. My, my my wife was excited, so we downloaded it last yesterday. So we just started playing yesterday. Yeah. It, it, now it stars uh, David Arquette and has a bunch of celebrities in it, but it has two Twin Peaks alumni. It has Ted Ramey, which, I mean, he had a very small part in Twin Peaks, but he was still there. Um, right. But the big one. The rodeo, he, right? The rodeo there. He's the. <laughs> yeah. He's the stoner guy. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Palmer, Grace Rabinsky is mm. in the game. And I, I think she plays, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, does she play that person that talks to the audience in between chapters? Yes. She's like the, almost like, I, I don't know if you want to say the narrator, but she's like, it's that kind of like a uh, uh, crypt keeper. You know how you have that kind of person who like opens up the thing. It's like, in today's episode, we're going to do this. And da, da, yeah. da. but she's got, yes. I'm very excited about that. We, I mean, I've followed a lot of the series of, of games they've made, like, uh, uh, I think it's called Until Dawn. Yeah. And then there's a series of other games. They've always been played by men. They've always been like, I'm, you know, I'm the shrink or I'm the, uh, I'm the, I don't think he's the librarian, but he's he, he's another. They're always played by men, so to have this be a woman and to have it be Grace Zabrinsky is so awesome. Like she she's incredible, and like I <laughs> I would get this game just for her because she's she, you know she sells it. I mean she sells the game. Yeah, and now for people who okay. don't know, uh, Supermassive Games makes this, and uh, Until Dawn was like their first one, and then yeah. they they do the Dark Picture Anthology series which I'm playing House of Ashes. That's what I'm playing, yeah. And are you liking that game? Yes. It's not as, it's a little bit more military with, yeah. with creatures. The quarry is what I really want to play, but I want to finish with this one first. I'm very excited to play the quarry. Uh, the anthology series, I think, kind of swerves. It's it's like Tales from the Crypt. Sometimes it's a little bit right. more scary, sometimes a little bit more weird, supernatural, what have you. Yeah, but yeah, those dark picture, 
there are some really good ones, but they're also almost like bite sides. They're they're usually yeah. cheaper. They're usually half the price of a video game that you know full game. So they're not as big. I mean, but they were putting them out every year. They were putting them out like yeah around Halloween, I think, for the past few years and stuff. And we've been getting most of them. My wife and I will play them together. But yeah, to have to have Grayson Brisky kind of star in, in some ways. I mean, she just, she helps us guide us into the story. And then you have these other characters and like, I love it that they, they do, they do um, the technology where they kind of film real actors and then they're able to bring them into the, you know, into computers and, you know, digitize them or whatever is incredible. I mean, it actually, I think looks the best out of all their games. I think the, the quality and stuff like my wife was saying, wow, you can see the pores of these people and you, it, it, it looks great. And I'm enjoying it. We've only, I don't know, we probably only played for an hour or so, but we've, we're having a lot of fun with it. Nice. I'm excited. I, I plan on picking it up sometimes, uh, sometime this month. But uh, the, yeah, the core is like one of their big budget ones, too, because yeah. the anthology series is a little bit more like it's not as big budget as a right to the quarry or until dawn it's a, it's a shorter games and right and not big budget but i almost feel like this those games gave them uh, options to kind of test things out and and then when they want to invest in something big like this they've they've spent a lot of time figuring those things out right. i will say it's got a little bit of a twin peaks feel to it i don't think this is too much of a spoiler but you the location is at like a um a summer camp and you have these young people i don't know i'm guessing they were out of high school or something like that but they're still very young and they're counselors and stuff. And there's just, there's things that could be in the woods. You know, you, you got this woods feel to it. So I, I could see a little twin peaks in that sense that it's, there's some oddball characters. I mean, a lot of these games do that. You have these people as like, they're a little off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can't trust them. It's like, do I, another thing about these games is they, it's almost like choose your own adventure. You, you will have dialogue and how do you respond to this character and those responses or your actions could actually get somebody killed or, mm -hmm. or other things can happen, but it shifts the way the game is played. And that's what I think I love about it too, is that like you kind of can decide where it's going. And you can play it multiple times and have different right. outcomes, like hundreds. I think like they've gotten to the point where, yeah, you can play this thing 10 times and see a different outcome each time. Right. Really cool. They just I think they introduced a new a new feature where you can rewind it three times. So if like oh, your wow. favorite your favorite character gets killed off, you could rewind it so that you know maybe you choose something else so that they don't die. <laughs> That's awesome. That'll be fun. I mean, so yeah, it's great to see some some Twin Peaks people doing gaming stuff. I love that. And, yeah yeah just it's so much fun and and ted we haven't said much about ted Ramy, but and you probably know more of him than i do because i think you probably watch his, his other stuff I, i've seen yeah. some of his stuff but he is he's great he's such a good actor and he's so uh, when i was talking about scary spooky he's got that kind of vibes now he plays the sheriff he does right? Yeah. yeah right um i mean i'm a big fan of his brother sam Ramy. um yeah. spider-man teaches to dr strange Ted Ramey's been like a lot of his stuff and yeah, I'm excited to see him in this game. Now, Ben, speaking of Twin Peaks cast members doing offbeat things, I think this is the first time, and we, we kind of discussed this, this is the first time we have noticed that Mr. Kyle McLaughlin is going to be at a 
like a comic book sort of festival uh, yeah. convention, not festival convention. I don't think I've ever seen Comic Walkman at a convention before. So it was, it was in 2017 when they were promoting Twin Peaks: The Return for Showtime. He he attended uh, Comic Con. Yeah, but that, that was is for PR. Yes. Other than that, in the 30 years of Twin Peaks, I don't think he's ever showed up. He never showed up once for any of our Twin Peaks festivals in Washington or anywhere. Like yeah. so, like this is a big deal. I think that he's actually going to be at the Kama Palooza in Houston, Texas, on July 15th through the 17th. I mean, yeah. I, I, I want to be like, why now? Why are you attending this? And like, and I don't think it. At least on the website, I didn't see any other Twin Peaks people. So it's. I know a lot of the actors are kind of doing groups where they're like with other Twin Peaks actors doing it together. And, and, but this seems like he's on his own. I know. And it, it's kind of late in the game to be adding people. I mean, it's not that far away. It's yeah. It's really? When you think month. about a month away or so. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could add some people, but I mean, this is going to be huge. I wish he was closer. I know. I mean, I, I, I cannot afford to go to Texas. Uh, but man, I mean, is this, do you think we'll see Kyle McLaughlin at more, you know, maybe at New York, maybe. I mean, I think if this does well, I think, that, yeah, I, I think if, if, if there's a good turnout and, and, and why do they do that? I mean, like, is, is he going to, I mean, maybe to sign autographs is, I don't know if he's speaking. Yeah. I do, I wasn't sure if he's going to get a chance to speak to people, but I think if there's a good turnout for him, maybe he would do more. Maybe he just has the time to do it. I know he's been a busy guy with movies and right. shows. Maybe he's got a lull that allows him to do this, and maybe we will see him do more, which I hope. Yeah. Brand new Twin Peaks related podcast came out. I listened to the first episode, which is really well done. It's called Twin Peaks Tattoo Podcast, uh, hosted by Emily Marinelli. Now, if I pronounced that wrong, I apologize, but I think that's how you say it. She had her first podcast. It was really well done. I don't think an episode two has come out yet. I don't I don't think so. Really this well to me, Brian, I have not even heard about this podcast. What what makes this podcast different from any other Twin Peaks cost? Like what what makes it unique or what's her what's her angle? What how is she is she going from episode one to like is she covering every episode or let me explain. So Rob King was on her first episode and the Good people the, yeah rob king is awesome basically she's having people who have twin peaks related tattoos come on her show uh, tell them their story and why they got the tattoo and what does it mean to them and i think that's a great conversation i think a tattoo is usually a great conversation piece it's also a great conversation starter you know, so you get to know the person, you get to know why they did what they did. And I think you get to learn about people, you know, and Brian, this makes me think it's for years now you've been trying to get me to get a tattoo or, or us to both get tattoos. I am <laughs> still, I still want to, I just haven't decided what I'm going to get yet. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have such an issue maybe because I'm somebody who like, you know, I, I feel one way and then I feel differently about something and I feel like a tattoo is permanent. You know, I don't, it feels weird. Not that, and this saying this being a person who's loved Twin Peaks for <laughs> over 30 years, I don't know. I just, but still, I, I, I'm not comfortable yet getting a tattoo, but I, well, I think it's not for everybody. I, got a tattoo, I, I think Twin Peaks would be what I would want, but yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think tattoos are for everybody. 
Yeah. I think I I have two already. I am deathly afraid of needles, so I don't even know how. I got them when I was young, and I just didn't care. You were drunk, right? So you just you no, weren't. I was not drunk. I, <laughs> I was not. Uh, you think I was? With the I don't think pick, you. Were. But but um, but still, it's weird. Now that I'm in my forties, I'm like needles. Oh, and um, <laughs> but I would like to get something that kind of signif that that represents Twin Peaks and our podcast. I yeah. don't know. It would mean so, it would mean a lot to me. It would be my first tattoo that would actually mean something. Where my other two were just like, I'm gonna get them, and uh, they're cool. But you know, as you get older, yeah. I think you become more picky and choosy, and you want something that that means something. I haven't done it yet. Maybe one day. But, but I like the concept. It's cool to have something that is means something to them that they can bring on the show and talk about that. Like, yeah, because I mean, I've seen some wild Twin Peaks tattoos that like, wow, like, you know, you have like Laura Palmer on your arm or something like that or some really incredible tattoos. I know. Um, really cool stuff. I, yeah. You know, I like looking at the tattoos, too. I mean, I really I like the, hearing the story. Rob King was really great on the show. Emily does a great job. I mean, the production, like the audio production is really well done. Uh, so I highly recommend checking it out. And also, Ben, there's another fantastic podcast that started probably in the middle of May, I want to say, from a longtime listener, uh, Colin James. Um, it is called Cream Porn in the Universe. And each episode, as of right now, they're covering a different character. So I think episode one was Gordon Cole. Episode two is the log lady. And he has guests on to talk about each character from different podcasts or publications. So definitely listen to Colin James's podcast, Cream Porn in the Universe. Fantastic. He's very knowledgeable very enthusiastic the guests have been great the topics have been fantastic as well and twin peaks unwrapped we get shout outs here and there so in my opinion it's the best podcast i'm only kidding they're all great but it's so great to hear these two new voices in the twin peaks community so please check them out i'll have links in the show notes should be checking out is uh, you know scott ryan we were talking about him he's got his book is out now you know yes. the firewalk with me book your lord disappeared and the thing is like you know we're getting close to the 30th anniversary here it's august is the 30th anniversary i really would recommend you pick up his book just to kind of celebrate uh firewalk with me i mean scott did such a great job he you know he breaks down the scripts the two scripts that uh i think there were yeah there were two scripts of firewalk with me an early draft and then another one and i love that i mean i'm always behind the scenes i love that so he, he has yeah, a whole yeah. chapter just on that i i also think it's one of his most intimate uh books he's ever written he talks about his own life and and yes. the meaning with, with twin peaks and it's such a good book and i i totally recommend people check that out i'm I'm trying to think where you get that. You probably can find it at Blue Rose Magazine there, mag.com or so. Or all the places, Amazon, all the places. all the places. He's got yeah. it. And we had Scott on the show not that long ago. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic book too, Ben. It's probably one of my favorite books I've read this year. 
It Does Help. That was probably only one of the only books I read this year so far. <laughs> Man, we're almost halfway through the, the year. What are you doing here? Well, well, you know, I read it and I was like, well, that was the best was book it. I read all year. I'm putting it away. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I read uh, Teal's Pond in the beginning of the year, too. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this counts as reading, but and this is changing the topic, but it counts mm-hmm. as reading. But I'm thinking of like, uh, I'm not thinking. I started reading a Sandman comic book because Netflix is is doing a Sandman uh, show soon. I, I think they just had a trailer for it. I can't remember yes. the date, but uh, I do remember getting some. I think I had gotten some of the issues back in the day, but I never really went through the whole Sandman. Were you ever into the Sandman comic books? I I have volume one and I read it very long like like a long time ago i barely remember anything i i I still own it it's in my collection i should i should should take it out and reread that and then maybe continue i am interested in the show it looks like it could be good i i'm so cautious when it comes to netflix adapting Mm. things they have they don't really have a great track record yeah um now that being said i hope it's good I hear that Neil Gaiman is really um, close and working with them. Yeah. So that makes me hopeful that you have the creator and writer part of the show. Definitely, so yeah. I hope they do it right. But yeah, it looks cool. I mean, so I, I mean, I always like going back when a show is coming up to go yeah. find the source material and read that first. Definitely. Yeah. And so that's what I plan to do. Yeah. Good excuse to jump back into something old, uh, old material. We haven't been to Joe's Pub probably since 2017, maybe. Probably. It was to celebrate the show coming out that we went there. Yeah. The 10th annual Miss Twin Peaks pageant at Joe's Pub, July 16th. Uh, I think tickets are 25 bucks. I think you could still buy them now. When I'm looking at the webpage, I think they're still on sale. Doors open at 9 p.m. If you haven't seen the Pink Room Burlesque show, this is the show you got to go. It's so entertaining because, I mean, they use concepts of Twin Peaks to tell their tell stories and have fun. And it really is an uh, entertaining time there. And like... Yeah, I just love the, uh, the 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 music and and the humor and the fun and tongue in cheek, you know, just the fun way about it. If anything, I feel like an old man, and it's like it's so late. Is it usually? I don't even know what time it says there, but it's like it's probably like eleven o'clock at night or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's New York Sunday. We'd have to get like a, a hotel or something, but uh, it is it's such a good time there. If people, you know, are are in the area. I definitely would recommend checking it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. They put a hell of a show on and, and they're super talented. All of them, 100%. They will light your socks on fire. <laughs> so Ben, I know we're, we're going to wrap up this show here, but I believe we can tease our next two shows that are going to be dropping in July and August. Yeah. So what are we going to be dropping in July? So we did, um, we did a few months ago, we had John Thorne on and we did this whole wrapped in plastic archives. 
And um, that was with Frank Silva, uh, you know, Killer Bob there. And it, yeah, just being able, I mean, John Thorne had found his uh, recordings that he had done for Raptor Plastic Magazine, and he was kind enough to, to, to share that interview with us. And so now we'd like to do another one. I mean, I, I, we've heard from a lot of people who've listened to the show, said so they enjoyed that show and they would love it if we do it again. So I think we're thinking July, the month of July, we will have John Thorne on again. And it'll be another Wrapped in Plastic Archive show where John can give commentary about the, you know, uh, the, the whole experience of having that, doing that interview with the person. So I think we're talking about having Don Davis, Major Briggs interview. This is going to be really, really cool. I'm excited for everyone to hear this. I mean, there's nothing quite like Don Davis's voice. Mm. I mean, like you could read his interview in in, in Wrapped in Plastic magazine and you could read it in uh, John Thorne's book. Uh, and that would be awesome. But to hear his voice, that that voice that Major Briggs has, that's something special. So I think that yeah. people really enjoy uh, just hearing him again. And it's like, oh, you know. It's it's always sad that we lose these people. I know we, we started the show talking about you know losing these Twin Peaks actors and to lose Don Davis, who just seemed like the kindest, nicest guy in the world. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be cool to be able to share that uh, in uh, in uh, July. Yeah. And then. Brian, I mean, you see, this is a danger, though. We're sharing this stuff. And like, if something falls apart and doesn't happen, then you, you guys know what our plans were. But in August, we're planning, we're hoping to do another community rewatch show, which we is, you know, we thought we were done at the end of season two. But we are talking about doing Firewalk With Me uh, community rewatch show. Hmm. and going through the uh, maybe the two scripts. If we can go through the two scripts and find some uh missing pieces unseen scenes but i i'm hoping i'm thinking these scenes might not be in the missing pieces or in the in, in the film these are scenes that just didn't make it whether the actors were unavailable or or they decided not to use it so that that's the thinking but you know we got to get going brian <laughs> we haven't even set the script out to the unseen uh, players the unseen players haven't even got these this stuff yet so we've got our work cut out for us in the next couple months yeah, so we hope to be bringing that to you guys uh, in August and July. I mean, we got, and, I mean, I think that's pretty good for the summer. I think yeah. that, uh, that's a pretty good schedule we got there. For, for people who have retired, this is this is great. This is, yeah. <laughs> in the community watch shows, I mean, Ben puts a lot of work into this. The unseen players put a lot of their time. They really are amazing. That too. So incredible. It's, a, it's an actually, you know, I did one. I did Ronnie Rocket. It is a lot of work. I mean, so many ben, pieces. Yes. And, you know, it's so funny because, you know, Ben has done them all. And then Ronnie Rocket oh. came and I was like, I'll start. I'll start working on it. And then Ben's just like, I got it. I got to help you. And, and, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of work. I didn't realize how much work it goes into just sending out the scripts and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's, there's so much work just to get make sure that that it's understood for for right. the actors there to understand what they're reading, what they're doing. But then, you know, they're all in pieces. They're, they're not, they don't come together on Zoom and act out the parts together. So we have if there's five different people acting out in a scene, you have to then take all their clips and edit them all together to try and seem like they're having a conversation together, which I think it works. I think we pulled it off and yeah. I think they sound great together. But there's a lot of audio clips and pieces to it that, uh, you know. But this I is thought, our, I thought the Ronnie Rocket was awesome. I thought it was so good. And I think that was your idea. I don't even 
Ronnie Rocket. <laughs> like that just is like so out there. I know. We had to do it. I mean, we've covered everything, which is pretty amazing. before we wrap up our seventh anniversary special episode here anything yeah. else? Oh, man it's just been so much fun i can't believe seven years have gone by it's i mean it, i've had such good times and adventures with you and it's been so much fun and uh you know thanks brian thanks for uh for the for these great times we've had together doing the show and i mean it is always something i look forward to doing with you yeah same to you ben i mean I, we don't do them as much, but I look forward to them when we do do them. Um, and I think we got some specials, great specials coming up. So it keeps us busy. And, you know, I miss talking about Twin Peaks. So it, it, it gets me excited when we do record to get to talk about Twin Peaks. There's nobody else. There's nobody else that watches <laughs> Twin Peaks than my, my, my friends. My wife doesn't care. I know. It's, it's just you and all right? our Peaks friends, you know? Right? So awesome. it's, it's nice. It is. All right, Ben. So we'll be back in July with uh, John Thorne and Don Davis. So we'll see you guys in July. See you in July. <laughs>